Welcome to Drop Everything Podcast number 22. I'm your host, Dan Holzman. Very excited about this podcast. I was out in the world. I brought my Zoom recorder while I was performing at Hermosa Beach's Comedy and Magic Club. And John Wee, he lives in the neighborhood, and he's able to arrange for Owen Morris to meet us. So I was able to sit down live and chat with The Passing Zone. So I'm sure you'll enjoy this episode. But before we get to our chat, let's thank our main sponsor, who is and always will be the IJA, the International Jugglers Association. I first started going to festivals in 1980. That was Fargo, North Dakota. Chili, chili, Fargo, North Dakota. In fact, I'm life member number 83, so I've been involved with this great organization for over 35 years or so. It's always been wonderful, and I always enjoy my time at the IJA festivals. Go to juggle.org, find out about that great organization full of great jugglers. I also want to promote my own personal website. I don't do this every time, but I'm actually doing more coaching now and looking for more students who want to learn my comedy techniques for juggling and performing. That's braindrizzles.com. If you're interested in private coaching, uh, career advice, mentorship, act direction, all that kind of stuff, go to braindrizzles.com and we can talk with a free consultation about what I can do for your act and career. Now, let's also thank our lovely engineer, as always, Karen Holzman. Now, no more delay. Let's get on to the chat number 22 with John Wee and Owen Morris, the fantastic, the amazing Passing Zone. Very exciting for a podcast number 22. And I'm here in Hermosa Beach, sitting with one of the most successful, I'm going to go out on a limb here, the most successful juggling act ever, John Wee and Owen Morris, the Passing Zone. So thanks guys for being on the podcast with me and meeting yeah. me here in John's house in Hermosa Beach. Thanks for having us. Yeah. My pleasure. Now, I think a lot of people may have think about thought of us as rivals or something over the years. Or, do you ever feel like you had a rivalry with the Raspini brothers? Uh, a little bit. I think, you know, it's, a, it's one of those things where you guys had a lot of success sort of before we were, had teamed up. And then we had a lot of success right after we started. And we always looked to you guys as somebody that we wanted to try to keep up with or try to do as well as and mm-hmm. it, I think in some ways it, it's helpful to have somebody out there that yeah that you want to for us know, as well we often with. thought like we're gonna stick it to the passing zone on this one <laughs> but it never was a thing where we didn't like you guys you didn't no, like us there was yes. never any animosity no yeah, yeah it's perhaps some that, jealousy you know we'd see you on the tonight show and just go there you go that, that's that's what we want to yeah, do yeah we want to do that because you really went in your own direction and created such great original material that I never thought, well, there are rivals. And I'm sure you had the same experience. We very rarely or never lost a job like we were going to hire you, but right. we hired the passing zone instead. Right. They'd hire someone yeah. else. Sure. Right. But and we never directly lost work, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. And luckily, we could both coexist at, <laughs> at the same time and yeah. still keep working and doing it. So yeah. well, and, and, and we stay were, friends. We were happy that you guys were out there doing such a good job because you're giving juggling and team comedy juggling a good name. So Right, and vice know, versa. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you guys are going over well, then people go, oh, well, then these guys will probably go over well too. Yeah. I saw an act last year. And they were so bad you know, that I really felt like, and, but the problem was people were watching it and accepting it as what juggling was. Of course yeah, they yeah. were. They were like, oh, Cause, they cause were it, fine with it. It fit their preconceived notion of what a juggler is. But and, nobody watched that show and said, 
oh my god, juggling is great. I have to see more juggling. Yeah. It's like, no, juggling is pretty lame. Yeah. It, but it's, it's fine being lame. Sure. But there must be a lot of that out there because that's what a lot of people think about juggling. They don't think of what you do or what we do. They think of something else. But we like we've talked since you guys and us, and there were acts like Clockwork and Team Rootberry and the Gizmo guys. But as far as getting actual exposure and really exposing a lot of people to juggling, it was basically Raspini Brothers and Passing Zone. What happened? Why haven't there been other acts coming up? Yeah, there should there should be other duos. It would be nice if there were other if the Tonight Show was still having yeah, juggling acts on. acts on, so people could get some exposure. But there's so few opportunities there's, for that. Yeah, there's nothing on TV now. Where yeah, for years, right. the whole Jay Leno years. Well, you had to no get juggers. on as like Mueller or No Mueller. Right. I got on there doing that, yeah. which was surprising because that was my fourth Tonight Show appearance. I thought I don't need this credit. How come no one else is going for this? I guess they felt it was kind of diminished because you didn't say you were a professional juggler. You had to say you were something else. Well, I guess there's that, but I think it was Jay's decision that he just doesn't like jugglers. Yeah. And so he never had jugglers on. I don't know if it's jugglers. I don't think he liked the idea of variety because it made it kind of yeah cheesy. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's hurtful when we're all kind of put in that same category. Oh, yeah. One time we did an audition for Mitzi Shore at the comedy store. Uh-huh. It's exactly what she said to us. She said, so we did our act. Yeah. Killed it. It's a great, you know, big, the big room in the comedy store. She goes, you're funny. Too bad we don't use acts like yours. And I'm like, yeah. isn't funny funny? Or isn't yeah. that enough? Don't you use funny acts? Well, and we have that same thing. We've approached different television shows. And sometimes the response has been, well, you've seen our show. We don't have jugglers on. And they just think. Well, that's a ridiculous answer. You yeah. you have entertaining, funny things on. You have interesting people on. Then why wouldn't you have us on if you want to have five minutes of entertainment on your show? One time we did a show, or another juggling act did a show. It was the Pat Sajak show, who had his own talk show for like right. two minutes. Sure. And they did so poorly, I won't mention their, their name, but they were the... Well, I won't say their name, but they were another <laughs> brother's act. They said, Pat Sajak hated this act. He wants no more jugglers. Wow. As if they had a singer on and the singer was bad. Like, oh, yeah. Pat Sajak hates singers. Yeah. That's it. No one, more singers. One bad interview with an actor. No more actors. <laughs> no more actors. Exactly. Yeah, we don't want <laughs> Yeah. But you guys had really good luck on America's Got Talent. And that's a show that still yeah. exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your feelings today about that show and your experience? And would you suggest other people go on it? Hmm. Well, it was our, it was the first season. So we had no idea what we were getting into. They just sort of presented it to us as... This is the... It's American Idol for Variety Acts. Yeah. And you're like, okay. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, yeah that's let's us. Let's do that. Let's, so that, going into it unknown like that was a little frightening. Right. Yeah. Because you know they had judges. What, what did you actually know about the show? Did you know they were going to be judged or they we, could X you or something yeah, like that? By the or? time we were actually recording it, we, we knew they had told us what it was about. But we were also on the first act the first day. Right. Right. And so we hadn't even seen one other act go on stage. You know, we hadn't seen <laughs> anything. And so we And they had you, what, sitting in the audience, right? Yeah. And then they yeah. called you up. I remember that. Right. Out of the audience. And what you probably don't know is ahead of time, Hasselhoff, the judges come out to the audience and say hi and introduce themselves. Hasselhoff is talking to the audience right before we go on and he says, now make sure you respond a lot 
If you see something you uh, love, just cheer like crazy. You know, unless of course it's a juggling act, and, and then you can boo. Right. And, oh. And, and specifically <laughs> your, did, did your heart do a flip flop? Oh my and like, God. Like, <laughs> We're next. We're up next. Oh, and that just sucks. Told oh. the audience to boo juggling acts. Right. And we're like, Unbelievable. Oh, no. And why do you think that Hasselhoff had this? Because that's what everybody has, doesn't? Don't they? I, that's I mean, what we were talking about in the beginning. Right. Why did people? Yeah. I think because if you think about juggling. The song comes to people's mind right uh-huh. away. Yes. And it's a guy juggling basically the cascade. Yeah. They're not thinking of Anthony Gatto. Yeah. That Victor Key's awfully good. Right. Yeah. They're they just they're thinking of someone in clown shoes on the street corner or yeah. I don't know what it is. But, but you guys did great. I think you probably did the best out of any act any juggling act on the show. Well, it went very well for yeah. us. Right. We uh, we had a really good experience with them and the exposure was really, really great. So I mean, really, like back to your question about would we recommend it to others? We definitely do. Uh, what I always tell people is, be you should do it as long as you're okay with the fact that it might go badly, you might get insulted, sure, and you might walk off the stage feeling kind of humiliated. Right. If you're okay with that, then do it because right. that, there's a very high likelihood that that's the outcome. But if you don't try it, you'll never know. If you get on over and over and over again, you get lots of great exposure, you get tons of great video, and it can really, really help your career. Right. And if you don't try it, you'll never know. That's what I say. I say like any spot can go bad. Sure. When you were on The Tonight yeah. Show, it wasn't like they said, oh, if anything goes wrong, don't worry, we'll edit it out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they didn't judge you necessarily, but you still were at the risk of saying, if you do a good job, how can they really insult you too much? Which they have. There's been people who have gone on and done well. Yeah. Right. And people are like... That was terrible. Or, or you get an act that we all know is great. I mean, real pros sure. have gone on there, yeah. and in the first 10 seconds, they get X'd, they get told, hey, you'll never make it in show business, and they're talking to someone who's been in show business right. 20 years. Like they had Vladek on, like, you'll yeah. never work Vegas. He's yeah. like, well, I'm working <laughs> Vegas now. Exactly. I'm heading back to my show. Yeah. I remember when Eric Buss got on uh-huh. uh, during the Spring Snake Symphony. Right. And I always felt like if any act was perfect for America's Got Talent, there it is. It was Eric Buss's Spring Snake Symphony because it's quick, right. it's big, it's outrageous, it's and ridiculous. they hated it. Yeah, they did. It, you just never know. So when but, I saw that, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the yeah. other thing though is I think he's got that video on his. It's promo great. It's great. It yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. So you just go, well, look at that. He's doing well on America's Got Talent. Exactly. So, you edit you out the X's right. and you edit out the insults at the end. And more people and, will see you on that show great. than the Tonight Show currently. And people so, are, I'm saying, what's your option? Yeah. A lot of other shows yeah. calling you. Uh, you're right. saying, well, I don't, I'm not going to do America's Got Talent because Jimmy Kimmel wants right. me and yeah. Jimmy Fallon well, wants me. Well, then go do those. those exactly. Can, you know, go do yeah. those. Yeah. So if you're out there listening and you're afraid to be on America's Got Talent because you're afraid of doing badly. Yeah, if you're afraid right. of doing badly, maybe show business isn't for you. <laughs> there you but go. yeah, do it, but make sure you have a thick skin because yeah. and and because things can go bad, things could sure. go wrong. Yeah, and even if you do perfectly, and they say we hate you, you have to be able to hold your head up and go, right. all right, it's a it's a crazy gong show yeah. situation, yeah. and anything can happen, and this doesn't mean I'm a crappy performer. I can continue my career and you exactly. know, be happy. Exactly. Yeah, it it really doesn't mean anything, but it might go great. So I always say, take care of the day to day, do your gigs, but you got to swing for the fences. Yeah, and that's a real swing for the fences. It sure is kind of move. Yeah, because it really can be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Now, when you guys were on the Tonight Show, was that a real game changer for you guys? What kind of response did you get from that? Yeah, and what led what? Well, let's let's go back a bit. 
Let's go back even before the passing zone. Let's All go right. Pre. Way back. Way back. Way back yeah. before fire and the wheel. Well, before you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> before that lightning hit that first tree right. and burst into flames. Right. So let's go to a little background on you guys. Uh, let's start with John. Like, where were you born and what was your life like? I know you went to college, had a pretty normal yeah, upbringing I, in Minnesota, was it? Yeah, Minnesota, town called Northfield, a little south of Minneapolis, and a uh, pretty normal childhood. Um, my uh, father was a professor and my parents both worked at college two sisters and they're they're all in the english teaching profession still you're a middle child i'm the middle child yeah and when, when did juggling rear its, its ugly head in your life i mean as a hobby what how that first experience to go there it came up i was 13 1979 way back in the 70s wow, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah i wasn't even born yet yeah me neither <laughs> i don't think so no. <laughs> my math's a little off yeah right, could okay. be but i was in a situation where there was a class being taught a juggling class where a group of people were learning how to juggle. Like a PE type of thing? Or? Yeah, it was It was actually a, a mime who was at a retreat thing that I was at, and she was teaching people to juggle, and I thought, hey, that looks fun. Okay. And so just among the 12 or 15 people who were learning to juggle, I jumped in and learned how to do the cascade and was just immediately kind of hooked. Just was It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, now I can get 10 throws. Now what, can I get 100 throws? And can I throw one under my leg now? And I mean, just immediately, I spent all my spare time just j- carrying three bean bags around everywhere I went and just juggling whenever I could. But when you were a kid, this idea of being a professional juggler, was that even something that you thought was possible? Or, or where did you see your life going? Not really. I mean, at that point, well, it, it happened pretty quickly that right after I learned to juggle, I saw the Flying Karamazov brothers coming through Minneapolis and read about them in the paper, went to their show, and just right there went, okay, that's it. That's okay. Yeah, you know, I'm going to convert a bus. I'm going to get. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. I'm going to get some friends. We're going to travel around the country and perform <laughs> juggling. And and so from about age 14, it's all I it's all I wanted to do. Interesting. And, yeah. But then you went to college. You got a degree in economics. Economics. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. that come in handy? No. Not, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> but I kind of envy people who went to college. Junior. Yeah. But I envy people who went to college. I find great value in education. I'm glad and proud to be an educated person. And uh, I think going to college was very helpful in sort of untang- intangible. That, mm-hmm. See, I went to college, so I know right, right. intangible. Yeah. Yeah. It's unintelligible. It's intangible. <laughs> intangible. Yeah. yeah. So in many ways it's helpful, but not in ways that you can really see or apply immediately. But I think it always helps to be well-rounded and well-educated no matter what you do. Directly, I don't know that it uh, has mattered a whole lot. I probably could have been a successful juggler without college. Yeah, but I I envy people who have gone to college. I feel that that's a lack in my life. I went pretty much directly. I did a couple years of junior college, but... Mm -hmm. I feel a lack there. Yeah, yeah. So. There's there's a lot to learn, and yeah. and it's good to be well. And juggling isn't forever. At a certain point, I think your juggling life ends. Well, and especially then, I I assumed it wasn't forever, mm-hmm. and now it's just about been forever. But uh, that wasn't really the original plan. The original plan was to juggle for a while, and then and then probably get a real job. And, and did you start working uh, as a solo? Pretty, pretty quickly? Would you start doing jobs? I, I'd almost always worked as a team. As soon as I learned to juggle, I taught a couple of my friends how to do it. And so we started a three-person act called the Three of Clubs. I remember and, you guys from uh, the Minnesota Renaissance Yeah, Festival. yeah. You guys was you, showed up. Kai Fieldstad. Yeah, Kai Fieldstad. And who was, who was the third? Uh, and Joel Erickson, whose last name is now Hurlbut. Uh, George, uh, I mean, Joel Hurlbut. That's a very interesting name change. It's, it's yeah. his mom's maiden name. 
All right. So, uh, and uh, so the three of us, yeah, started working at the Renaissance Festival in Minnesota when we were 15 and just passing the hat. I think the first year we worked there, we had no contract and we just, uh, yeah, just passed the right. hat. Right. Sounds like our first uh, contract in, uh, or non-contract in Chicago in Kenosha. Uh-huh. Like you could show up. We got a place for you. <laughs> you we got, can, that's you, it. You right. can camp in the right. back. You can camp right. in the back. Yeah, yeah. So what about you, Owen? So what, where'd you grow up and what was sort of your early yeah. experience? You were more of a... An athlete, correct? You were like a decathlete. Yeah, and a... yeah, that uh, in the college years, but yeah, similar timing. I learned how to juggle when I was thirteen. A friend of my basketball team taught me how, and just gravitated towards it. Just and were you always involved with athletics? I mean, yeah, growing up? yeah, very. That's my sense of you. Is the, yeah, my my picture of Owen Morris is that famous <laughs> five ball juggling picture. <laughs> That's what I. I still look like that. You do. Yeah. You really do. <laughs> yeah. If you if he takes his clothes off and yeah. oils up, yeah, it's exactly That's, what it looks the, like. Yeah, yeah. The, he's just he's wearing only a thong now. Right. Yeah, I, imagine, yeah. I can imagine the rest. I like, he'll, he'll show you when the interview is done. Sometimes okay. I just pulled that picture out and just show this is what I used to look like. Yeah. No, you yeah. you guys have maintained your youthful vitality quite well, quite well. <laughs> well, that's kind. So you learned it. What's you saying? Yeah, 15? 13, thirteen. Thirteen. Yep. Yeah. And uh, a guy taught me how, and I uh, started just doing. Not really shows, but entertaining at kids' birthday parties. So pretty immediately, you kind of thought of it as something that was just more than, I'm going to learn to juggle. Because most people, that's it. They learn to juggle and right. say, okay, now I can juggle. Why do anything else with it? But you, yeah. you decide, I'm going to start performing. Well, you and... just get asked. Somebody says, oh, you know how to juggle. Or they knew, and can you come do our oh, okay. my friend's birthday party or my son's birthday party? And you think, well, sure, I can do that. And Right. And... But it never was this driving force that this is what I needed to do. It was just, you know, I was good at juggling and people enjoyed it. And so... Where did you see your life going at, at that point? What did you, you want to do as a kid? Did you... My my whole family's into computers. And my dad worked at Hughes Aircraft. And right. My, so I thought that was probably the direction I was going. And I was very quiet and shy. Oh. Yeah, you were very pretty... I mean, I've known you for a long time. Yeah, over 30 years, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Back from the L.A. Valley College exactly. days. Exactly, like and... 82, 83. I don't, I don't know if exactly. gregarious would have been a... A word no, that would have matched. Uh, yeah. I'll explain to John what that means. Yeah. Gary's is like talkative. Oh, right. I see. And yeah. you, you went to college as well. What, yeah, UC Irvine. And what, what, did, what was your field of major, study? Well, I started off as a physics major, but then changed to psychology and graduated degree with psychology. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So I always think of you as one of the most well-adjusted jugglers. <laughs> wow. Your parents must have done something right. Because well, yeah, that's I've got loving parents that support me no matter what. And I think both, actually both of us do. You know. And both of you now have wonderful families of your own. You're Absolutely. Both, yeah. 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 Parents of, of... I'm well adjusted too. I just don't seem like it. Well, I mean, yeah. the thing about I mean, Owen... It's less obvious. The thing about <laughs> Owen is like you're a very superior person, I think. No, really. I mean, I think you're... But I think Owen is, is even more superior. <laughs> I've, I've often thought there that Owen go. was... I know. I've often thought that really that Owen Morris was the nicest, most well-adjusted guy I know. Wow! See, yeah, I, I never knew you didn't know that. that? No, no. That's very, so that's in a comparison, nice I'm always the mean one. Like to be like you're what six foot one yeah. or something? Yeah. But you're the short one. People right. meet me and they go, "Because you're like six you're, foot four or six something." Three, yeah. Six three. Yeah, yeah. When I'm not standing next to Owen, you right? Know, you're, like, Wait, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're not short. Right? Like, no, I'm not yeah. short. But uh, next to Owen, I am. So it's happened difficult having uh, Owen as your. It's been it's yeah. been hell. It's it been hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, I'm learning weird. so much. Is there is there a dark side to Owen Morris? Is there like because I don't see any uh, dark side. Is there, is different. There, what's okay. the downside? That's give a me whole one podcast. Give me one complaint about Owen Morris. One I, I can give you a complaint about Barry. But. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. You start. You start. Uh, all right forget this forget this line of question. Yeah. 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 Owen's main downside is he's too punctual. 
Yeah. So you're saying he's too punctual. Uh, too punctual. Yeah. yeah. It makes my lateness look bad. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not very late, just a little late. Like here, like like the thing was for 11. I think he was 11.02 maybe. That was a little bit no, late. No, no, it was 10.57. Were you 10? You yeah. actually checked. I did check. Oh, that's funny. And it's important to me. Me too. I'm very, I'm very much about the professionalism of show business. When Meaning, I was here at 11.05 and I live here. Exactly. Right. Yeah, See, that was that's weird. Thing. That I'm knocking on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Weird. No, I, I'm a big believer in the, the other parts of show business. Like you show up on time, you're prepared. Right. And you do the time you're asked to do. Being on time to me is a really yeah. important aspect of show business. And, and being easy and kind to work with backstage. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, these are people who hire you yeah. and they're going to hire people who they like to be around. Or, or if they don't like being around you, others are going to hear about it later. Well, and you've sort of said it in the, in the term show business. Right. It's both. It's equally, it's a show and it's a business. And we treat that part of it very seriously. But also we have to understand our role. Like when you're doing a, a, an opening act right. or a corporate event, th there's, not a lot of, there's not a lot of fame going in. Like if you're like a, a big star, maybe you can act like a jerk. Mm -hmm. But when you're a professional juggler, I always say you're kind of like at the little kid's table of show business. Yeah. Sure. Especially <laughs> yeah. like being an opening act. Yeah. Like when we, we'd be at Caesar's Palace, the guy would always say, the sub-stars are in position. Like the sub-stars. <laughs> the sub-stars. The sub Because you realize you're the, like if you weren't there, like the show would go on. Yeah. So as an opening act, your, your role is really a very subservient yeah. role. Yeah. Yeah. So be on time, be nice to everybody. Right. Know about your cues. Have everything. Here's my cue sheet. As opposed to, oh, right. wait, let me write something down for you. Here's yeah. my introduction. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't get to be a big shot in no, the world no. of juggling. And, it's, and uh, I'm fine with that. I mean, well, I think I think unfortunately it has hurt some jugglers in wanting a lot more respect than the world of juggling can offer. Yeah. And sometimes they sure. turn to other jugglers. Sure. Like I think this is one thing that maybe happened to Gato, which was like, okay, I understand that the general public doesn't respect juggling, mm -hmm. but when other jugglers don't seem to respect juggling, that can be really irking. I think to like a, a Dick Franco or, or Albert Lucas or these guys who really are top professional jugglers. Yeah. And yeah. then people are on the internet saying like, oh, I don't think he's that artistic or I don't, whatever their, their complaints yeah. are. Sure. They're like, no, at least you guys should, <laughs> should appreciate what I'm doing. Well, and it's, it's interesting for us too. I mean, we've always been very interested in being good jugglers mm -hmm. and especially early in our career, we were, you know, setting records sure, for two gold passing members and things or, like that. You won two championships or? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, we won one. We got a gold in teams and we got silver in teams, but also, also this, club passing and 10 yes, clubs and yeah. all that stuff. But at some point, it becomes, we don't even really compare ourselves to an Anthony Gatto or a Victor Key. Right. Really, we're, technically. We're, we're right. a comedy act. We definitely, it's all built around juggling, but really what our job is to get there and entertain people and make sure they're laughing. And, but you're good jugglers. I think sometimes yeah. they're professional comedic comic jugglers who aren't good enough jugglers. Yeah. Yeah. They're just yeah. bad jugglers. Right. Yeah. You're going, I can do four balls. That's not really a yeah. professional level. Yeah, yeah. We, we've always been pretty proud that we have, yes. I think, one of the highest levels of both. We might mm -hmm. not be the most technical or we might not be the most hilarious, but for both of those things at the same time are both really high. And, and we've been proud of that. I've often thought the same about like, what I do, is that I'm a good juggler for a comedy juggler. Mm -hmm. And that's important. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you guys are really strong jugglers and you really represent juggling well, but we both realize 
it's not about the juggling because you're not presenting right. like a right. 10 minute act to music where it's all about the skill is the right. star of the show yeah. and I think that was nice that we learned that fairly early on that it wasn't about the juggling I mean we still we think of ourselves as jugglers and we treat sure I mean we practice it every week and we work on new things and make sure that our skills are uh, as good as they can be but it's not really about the juggling no it, it's a it's a tool that you then put your personalities across you put your right. humor across and you also have created some really original juggling routines so not just developing the skill mm-hmm. it's how do you apply the skill yeah in a creative fashion yeah to learn to juggle five clubs is not a creative mm-hmm. feat yeah but the better you are and the more more diversity you have as jugglers obviously the more different routines you can create where some jugglers, I think like Michael Davis, I think his lack of juggling prowess at a certain point hurt his development if he was going to continue as a comic juggler. Yeah. You should have branched into shaker cups and devil sticks. Right. And, yeah, just a, a, a three-object cascade or five balls or something. There's only so much you can exactly. build around that. But yeah. It, but as far as the comedy part of it and the format of the comedy juggler, I still think he is the supreme yeah. example. Absolutely. Yeah. But at so a certain far. point, if you're going to be a juggler... And like you guys, a lot of jugglers also don't have the work ethic. Like they don't maintain a practice. They hit a, they hit a certain plateau. Well, how much do you practice anymore? Like, well, I don't really practice anymore. Yeah. But what, so what's your guys' like weekly practice regime like? What do you think you put in per, per week? Or does uh, it vary based on what you have coming up? It, it varies definitely uh, based on our travel. But when we're home, we, we generally get together three or four days a week for two or three hours a day. That's great. And there are some weeks when we're working on something new and we'll get together every day. You guys actually have a clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. You call it the clubhouse? We call it the clubhouse. The clubhouse because it's got the word club in there. Yeah, see what we did there? Uh, 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 Yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, like juggling. Because I didn't go to college. Uh, Oh, see. That's subtlety. There's still time. They go past. (laughs) So it's a a warehouse space that's about halfway between where we both live. I've been there. It's really nice. Yeah, thanks. You have a club that meets, actually, juggling club that sometimes meets. Yeah, they meet there on. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, or Wednesdays, Thursdays, I don't yeah, know what it is. Something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great creative space, and we've really... Uh, that's yeah. great. I mean, I think that's one of the problems with, with me and Barry, was at a certain point, and I think that's the same thing with Penn & Teller, if you continue that work ethic of it's a business, right. we need to maintain our skills, we need to develop new skills, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that physically we're fit, that yeah. our show is on point, is the only way to keep it vital, keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, we realized at some point just to be able to throw your props in a duffel bag and show up at a gym and practice and then leave, that that's not the kind of practice we need to do. We need right. to like build stuff and leave it laying around and experiment with things and be able to show up at ten o'clock at night and work on something if we want or eight in the morning and you know to have our own space is really. And do you guys really videotape great. what you do? How do you? What's your like like some, yeah. process? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it just depends on what it is and what right. stage it's at. There, there are a lot of a lot of times where we set up cameras, and you know, one thing that's fun about the space is we've got one end of it that looks like a stage and has curtains and lighting and everything, and so we can shoot videos in there that makes it look like we're doing a performance. Nice. Mm-hmm. And we have another painted wall where we shoot videos against it, where we uh, talk to potential clients or we make a little thank you video for people and shoot little things in there so it, it makes for a nice uh, nice video studio yeah, I would like to have a, a Raspini clubhouse that right? been, that I know a, it's, it's, and it's one of the, you should get one one of the best parts of the whole thing is we've got sort of these couch area like a little right, lounge right. and a lot of the creativity happens there I mean you can be juggling and all of a sudden you have an idea and you just go sit down and, right. and get a, your computers out and, and start writing stuff 
And, uh, you know, in a gym, that's not as conducive. Well, it's, I used to go to, like, this uh, fitness place. i go to the racquetball court. Sure. People would stare in, like, Here. give you that look. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not very conducive to anything except for, like, okay, I'm going to get my practice in and get out of here. Right. And then you feel a little self-conscious, and you're not going to... Plus, you're not going to bring all your stuff with you. Here, right. we'll have an idea and go, oh, what if we had a, something on a balance pole? You guys well, got let's segues. Go. Right. And you got... Yeah, yeah. we've got yeah. all kinds of stuff there. We can just run into the, the prop room. Yeah, we got a right. Right, room. Prop room. And, yeah. and, uh, and find stuff. And so how did you guys meet? So we sort of have a little background. Yeah. At what point did you guys, was it an IGA? Yeah. I mean, obviously you yeah. saw each other, but at first it was just a friendship. What, what happened initially? Yeah, so it was 86 at the San Jose International Jugglers Association right. Convention. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. It's, our uh, eyes met from across the gym. Right, you looked up towards <laughs> Owen's eyes because yeah. he was quite a bit taller. Yeah, everything got blurry. <laughs> exactly. It actually got slow motion, a little black and white. Too. But did you, did you really yeah. think at first, did you sort of sense a potential? Or was it just like, oh, okay, just another guy, friend guy? But you never, did you see him? Well, like, we, how, how quickly did it become like, oh, we should do something? We, we met because a mutual friend... Um, knew that we both passed nine clubs and we both liked club passing and said, oh, you should meet Owen. He's from California. And and so we met, we passed clubs and had just had a lot of fun, had a similar style, similar sense of humor. Right. We just got to be good friends I immediately just Hit it and were off. you working with a, a team at that time? And were you working solo? Was that Yeah, I was still solo. And I was working with Tui Wilson mm -hmm. um, from Minnesota at that time. Still but a we... top pro. Tui's out there doing his thing. Yeah, right? yeah. He's... Very talented. A very unsung juggler. So yes. we, let's give a shout out to Tui Wilson. He's no crazy. Kidding. He's great. Speaking of someone who's uh, practicing, he right. was just sending me videos the last couple of days of uh, new unicycle and ring spinning and I mean the guy's a monster he's super creative too I'm yeah. a big fan of Tui Wilson so yeah, we'll yeah. give a nice shout out here there yeah. you go yeah. yeah so he and I were working together for a couple of summers and we never really planned on it being a long term thing we were just good friends and we liked working working together so we thought we'd do it for a while but he had such a good solo act that he wasn't yeah. he wasn't looking to be a, a duo full time and so I had mostly only worked with other people so I kind of had in the back of my mind geez I've got to find somebody to work with who, who wants to do this. Owen and I, well, we first just started talking about getting together the next year and competing. Because you were, you were in L.A. Yeah. And you were still in Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And both in college at that And both time. in college, yeah. yeah. Right. So we thought maybe we should come a little early next year to the IJA convention and practice for a few days and enter teams. Okay. You know, wouldn't that be yeah. fun? And, and that would have been Akron in 87. Yeah, I was there as well, Akron, yeah. 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 So we talked about it and then didn't do it. And yeah. and then we hung out in Akron again and went, hey, <laughs> okay, so. remember that idea that we had? <laughs> I got you. Okay. Maybe we should do it next year. And, right. And so, it, it, but then at the end of Akron, I, I was about to leave and that's where... I, I remember just literally about to drive away because had to go to some gig somewhere, Tui and I. And I said, wait, I, I want to talk to Owen before we get out of here. And so we talked and I said, hey, I know we've been talking about competing or something, but what what, what are your plans after college? What are you doing? Would you right, be right, interested right. in maybe... So here, there, there's that talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you be interested in putting an act together and just doing this for a while, like full time? And, and he... I, I don't know exactly what you were thinking at yeah, that time, but it, it sounded cool. And we thought, and he, yeah, he's a year ahead of me in college. So right. he was going to be graduating. And I said, well, maybe move out to California. And right. We'll try to, and, and that was 88. And you would be working at Disneyland because that was a yeah. pretty formative gig, wasn't right. it? Right. Yeah. There so were a lot of jugglers who did that. Yeah. Uh, right. Because that's when I remember you from back in the, because we grew up pretty much in the same area. Uh huh. 
I mean, we'd go to Ballet College, the juggling meeting. I remember you were one of the Disneyland jugglers. Yeah, yeah, Royal Court Jester. Yeah, and there was yeah, Tyler Lincoln, Tyler, and Randy Pryor, and yeah. Dana Daniels. Dana Daniels, yeah. and uh, yeah, some really Tim good. Simpson. Uh-huh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah some, some good good performers are working there. So then did you then compete the next year? Was that what happened? Yeah, let's see. We did compete the next yeah, year. Yeah, so we got together. So you moved out. Two so weeks you moved out to, to California. Yeah, right after, like... Uh, and you were still in college, or...? Yeah, yeah. Still okay, in but in the, in the sort of spirit... What, what was that like? You just came out and did you... Yeah, were you living just, together? Or were you, yeah. Were yeah, you we, sleeping in the same bed with like wearing the little hoodies yeah, like no, me and Barry did? We had bunk beds. You had bunk beds. Or they were hammocks, like Skipper and Gilligan? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. okay. I'm just trying to get a picture. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, so you're working on your act. You're going to school. You're going to do some shows. Yeah, we were roommates for a year. We just lived in a little two-bedroom apartment in Tustin, and uh, Owen went to classes, and then we practiced whenever we could, and we both worked at Disneyland for a while, and we did little gigs here and there, you know, through his contacts and my contacts. Before we'd actually ever performed together, we had booked a whole summer worth of work (laughs) at fairs and festivals and Disneyland and all kinds of stuff just based on the relationships we each had uh, with various bookers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we had about two weeks or did we have even less? We had only a couple of days before the first show at the Sawdust Festival. Oh yeah, we had two days before the first show at the Sawdust Festival. Right, that was in Long Beach because I, that's uh, a, Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach, yeah. yeah. Right, right. I never worked that but that was a thing you guys worked it's, many times. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Just a great Still exists spot. or? Oh yeah. sure. Tiny, oh, yeah. tiny little place. They're still booking that thing? Who books that? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm looking for work. Hook me up. Hook me up. It was one of those great, like the the giving percentage in your hat is huge. Which is always nice. Yeah, you'd have an audience of 100 people and you'd make 250 right, bucks. Right, everybody yeah, would give something. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. no change. It was all cash. It was amazing. This is back in... This is the 88? Yeah. yeah. You know what's sad about street performing is back then, like we started around the same time, maybe a little earlier, yeah. you'd get a dollar or two dollars, maybe five dollars, maybe ten dollars, right. maybe a twenty. Now it's like 30 years later, you get a dollar, maybe two dollars, wow. yeah, yeah, you know, maybe a five. It's it's exactly the is same. Is it really? And now it's like, and things cost a lot more. Sure, yeah. You used to get a USA Today for fifty cents. Now it's two dollars. Right. But yeah, yeah a, tip, a dollar is still like here's your Here, dollar. Here's your dollar, little dollar boy. <laughs> exactly. I used to love making the cash though. It's oh, it's fun. So yeah. much fun to jump out. I still do it sometimes. Yeah, yeah I still do. Yeah. Jump out the bags of cash and yeah, count yeah. it up and maybe roll around in it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, exactly. Even to this exactly. day, we'll walk, fill a yeah. bathtub with it, and yeah. we'll be in some city and we'll see some park and some benches and we we'll kind of go, oh, that's the. Good. I did that we, yesterday. Did I was really? at the farmers market. Yeah. Where's that on Beverly? Right. This would be a great spot. Yeah, I know. Here. I'm thinking. I was with Dana. Dana Smith, <laughs> and I'm like, Dana, do you ever work out here? He's like, no. Someone, <laughs> I, I get a little table act right here. Yeah, yeah. I do that too. And, you know, we'll we'll travel around the country, you know, making thousands of dollars to perform, and we'll watch a street performer, and you go, "Oh my gosh, you, I bet that it's guy so just immediate. made two hundred bucks." Yeah, I'm like I'm so jealous. What's funny is I'm here in Hermosa Beach, and uh-huh. tomorrow I'm here at the Comedy Magic Club. But tomorrow there's a little holiday fe- fair. Going on right here, like from eleven to six. Yeah. Okay. What about the three of us? There you go. A <laughs> team it up. Street show. <laughs> a little passing rescue zone. Yeah. And do it. All right. Let's put on some tights. Yeah. All right. So you guys are now now. When does the name Passing Zone come up? What do you what do you call yourself initially? Uh, actually, Tui and I called ourselves the Passing Zone. Interesting. When when we were working together. And so there was a pre-existing. Yeah. Pa- I didn't I'm know not, that. I'm not the original uh, Owen. Oh. There was another okay. Owen. So you and Tui were called the Passing Zone. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was just based on so the 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 word passing right. and trying to 
you know, there, there wasn't really anything all that clever about it, but we couldn't come up with anything better. Now, so. When looking back, do you regret that name? Is that something that you feel has worked? We, we think it's been, it's been good, but right. I think if we had to do it all over again, we yeah. would probably be like the John and Owen show. Or yeah, I don't think we'd be the, the Owen Brothers. and John show. Yeah, yeah. I think in that era, I think having your name, having your, in that era, it was like it was much more like you needed a team name, right? Yeah, you know, Air like, Jazz or still you know, the best name know. ever. Oh, absolutely, yeah. no yeah. question. Yeah, it's like a band. You know, you had to have yeah. a name. And the Flying Gizmo Cowboys. Guys, sure, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, a Penn and Teller. That's, that's exactly. That's and we and Morse are, are pretty. I always think it should be like we and Morse, the passing zone. You know, something that gets the names. Yeah, in yeah. There. something that makes you think you realize that you're two people. Because what is the passing zone that doesn't very really few say acts unless they're like Mum and Shans or right. Stomp. Yeah. Yeah. But most two man acts were like Martin and Lewis, right? Yeah, Dan Rowan and Dick Martin. It was sure. always based on Dan Abbott Rowan and Costello. Yeah. It wasn't like Abbott and Costello were called uh, the wacky, know, the, yeah, whatever. The yeah. guys, yeah, yeah. 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 the I mean, comedy zone. Yeah. You know? yeah, so it's interesting. But at that time, you chose a, a moniker. Yeah, and so were you happy? Did you go along with the passing zone? Is like that was okay? We'll yeah, be the I think we. Zone. I think we spent maybe a week trying to. Can we come up with something better? Should we call it John and Owen? And right, Owen and John, or and or we and Morse. I think we just said, nah. Just couldn't come up with something we liked better. And yeah. Sort of like, yeah, let's just stay with that. Yeah. So from the well, beginning, you were the passing. That's interesting. Yeah and, yeah, and again, this was like, let's do this for two years. Okay. And then we'll go get a real job. That, really? That well, was yeah. the thinking? That was, that the was kind of it. Yeah, let's let's try this for a little bit. Or for a while. And yeah. We, and Why did you think it was it was sort of a juvenile pastime? Why was that thinking there? Because you'd gone to college maybe? or Maybe, or just let's... Or let's give it a shot for this long and see. I got Yeah, we, we can always fall back on getting a real job yeah. when, when there we There weren't a lot of role models. She didn't look at like juggling and go, like nowadays you can see, like if you're a guitar player, like I could grow up to be Eddie Van Halen. Right. right. Yeah, well, and there and was, there was the Flying Karamazov brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that would be great to, to right. do what they're doing. And, and, and at that time when I was learning too, Michael Davis was out there and, you know, showing up on television. And I mean, it was really what I wanted to do. I remember one of the reasons I wanted to team up with Owen and move out to California, I very specifically remember thinking, if I don't try this, I'll never know if I could have ended up on The Tonight Show. Interesting. And and so to come out here and to two years later right. be on The Tonight Show was really... So that was a goal in your mind too? Yeah, absolutely. Because that for me, I never watched the show. I, I Did knew, you not? No, I, never, I wasn't like, I wouldn't say I wasn't a fan. Right. But like if Air Jazz was on or Michael Davis was on. Yeah. My goal was to be on Circus of the Stars. Okay. You know, yeah, that's yeah. my goal would be getting the Guinness Book of World Records and being the Circus of the Stars. Because okay. for us, <clears throat> The Tonight Show, uh, for us, The Tonight Show was our first TV show ever. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it was not a great, it was really, you know, not the first one you wanted to do. So when did you, so you started to work, and then how long before you were on The Tonight Show? Was it a couple of years? Cause it seemed to happen pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, we were on... The fall of 90, so we yeah. got together in 88, so it was wow. just, just yeah. over two years. Yeah, that was interesting. It was actually uh, our first night at the Comedy Magic Club. Mm-hmm. Jim McCauley was in the audience. And, yeah, the and talent booker for The Tonight Show. Exactly. Unfortunately, he's passed away a few years back. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. and he was there to see David Spade. Right. Okay. And uh, David Spade was still a writer on The Tonight Show, and nobody really knew who he was. Or Saturday Night Live. Or I'm sorry, it's Saturday yeah. Night Live, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he came to see David Spade, and we performed, and he really liked us, and he didn't like David Spade. So, uh, so that's great, great timing, though. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's that's why David Spade's career has been exactly. struggling. David Spade, you've, who? 
Exactly. Uh, <laughs> like, knock, knock, David Spade. Who? Yeah, yeah. We totally just derailed him right, right. there. Right. I just read his book, actually. He just came out with an autobiography. Yeah, yeah, yeah he that. did. Yeah. No, he recovered. He yeah. did okay. Yeah. He recovered yeah. from it. Yeah, so uh, so he just right there said, you guys are great. Really loved it. Uh, I want to put you guys on the show. Give me yeah. your number and I'll call you. Yeah. So what was that moment like? What was that? Oh, sh- come on! I mean, of, of course, we're trying to play it cool. Right? Sure. Oh yes, yeah, yes, sir. That would be. And had you been? Had you done other TV shows, or was this also? Had you done some smaller stuff? Yeah, or? we did what? We've uh, done Comic Strip Live. Yeah, Comic Strip Live. Yeah, right. but which I was think a good that's venue. Back. Maybe the only thing we had done. Mm, right. So still pretty early in your guys' career. Yeah. Right? For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I still laugh about it now. that We were so unqualified at that time. We didn't realize how unqualified we were. We thought we were good. Right. Yeah. But now, all these years later, looking back, I think, oh my gosh, we barely knew what we were doing. And since then, we're so much more qualified yeah. and now can't get on the right, show. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. How did that happen at that age? Yeah. So what was that experience like for you guys? So how long between the, the time you knew you were going to be on the show... To the actual booking because that's a pretty it was quick it was a month or something yeah yeah, it was, yeah. even that period, that whole month were you oh. thinking like it's getting closer it's getting it, closer yeah yeah <laughs> we had to keep going up an audition for you know just for jim like yeah. one guy he's i got gotcha. go, hey rework the opening i see do something else so you, you had a few meetings with him between yeah. the time yeah. yeah and he had to be happy with what we were doing which we didn't realize at the time but i've learned since he's notorious for that, for just yeah, he gave us some feedback as well, okay. but very he was very good. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't that kind of feedback where sometimes you get you're like going like mm. I'll yeah. never do that. Right, <laughs> right. right. He, he was Jim McCauley for a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had he, a good eye. He yeah. wanted us to open with the torch juggling thing to music, which we had never done. I mean, mm. we basically invented that little thirty second opener just for the Tonight Show. That's a tough so, thing. Oh yeah, to come yeah. out and do some comedy, but to come right. out right at juggling. Yeah. And then do something oh. you've never performed in front of any audience exactly. before, ever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, oh man, terrifying. Come on. I can even, I can, I can, as my a secondhand palms, experience. My palms are sweating right now, just putting my mind back in that position. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So you came out, she did a little uh, torch routine to music. Right. Yeah. And then you got into the club passing. Yeah. yeah. When did you, was that the one with the, the car? Oh, we did with the, the bowling ball. ball. Yeah. Oh, we yeah, started yeah, with yeah. the bowling ball then. Yeah. Right. Him in the face. With so the it was first the torches. First the torches. Then the bowling ball. Right. And then the, then the seven clubs. Six club passing. And then and it, going into seven. We, we did yeah. seven the next time, the second oh, time. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we just did six the first time. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it is it is funny when you watch the whole spot now. It, it, they're long. It, they're, it, they're, our spot's seven long. minutes? Yeah. yeah our spot was seven. like eight minutes. Oh. Yeah, I think now you can only get about three and a half or four. Right. Or if something. you're lucky, if you're a top comic, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they had us on like the top of the show. Really? Yeah. Both times we were on. It was the first guest. Yeah, that's great. Huh. That's, that's cool. a good spot. That's a good spot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was what it was. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and that, I mean that immediately just helped everything. Right. You know, so right what, what kind of, did you get some calls from it? What, what what was the response? What was the aftermath of your tonight show? The big one was shortly after we got a call from the the movie producers of the Adams Family. Movie. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 You so, guys doubled for the stars of the Adams Family. Yeah. Yeah. And how how long did you work on that project? That was, we were actually only, uh, we were there about five days of filming right. or a couple of days of rehearsing and a couple of days of filming. So yeah, you're saying five or six days? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, that was a wild experience. Yeah, too, that must have been fun. Oh. I remember set. you guys were at Valley College and you came and like, you had like, did you shave your head or something? No. no. They, they 
painted my hair black and right, right, because you were you were supposed to be Raul Julia, yes, and you were Christopher Lloyd, yeah, right. and I had a big bald right head and a fat suit and everything. Oh, and they gave but, us these ridiculous knives to juggle, right? That were awful. Yeah. Were you able to, to change them, or that's what you had to use? No, we had to use. We them. basically used those, and oh. uh, yeah, they were really balanced terribly, and we had to do all these under the legs and behind the back throws and double oh. spin passing and things. Those were pretty, was those really long days on the set when you did those those scenes? Was it? And were the stars on the set while you were doing it, or how'd that, how'd that work? Yeah, because this yeah. was the big climactic Yeah, I remember the movie. Scene. Yeah, so it was a big dance all, scene. Yeah, all the, the main actors were there. Did yeah, you guys the, feel like you were in show business? The whole cast. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was kind of scary because that scene, everybody's kind of singing and dancing and going around, and we're as central to the whole scene is, is the joke. Sure, right. So when we were shooting it, we were kind of the only thing that could go wrong, every, every, unless somebody right, right, fell right, right. over, you know. Right, so, yeah. but. So we realized, and they were juggling these horrible knives. We did drop a few times, and they had to start the whole thing over. You know, and everybody had to go back places, places at the beginning again. <laughs> we're like, oh no! One on. time, not to divert, but I was doing this this gig with another juggler. This guy supposedly could pass, but he he was awful. Oh no! And then at a certain point, the director stopped. He goes. Can we get some better juggling from the jugglers? Oh no! <laughs> the whole thing stopped. Can the jugglers do a little bit better, please? Just because this guy, we were, we were passing six balls, oh, and the man. guy, the guy, he just, just couldn't keep it going. And I'm like, maybe you should say the juggler. One of, one of us is okay. <laughs> yeah. But they actually stopped the whole thing. Oh, we got some better juggling from the jugglers. Wow! Yeah. Like you weren't trying your best then. Yeah. Okay, we'll try harder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, can I get a better juggler to work with, please? Right. Yeah, so that show never saw the light of day, though. It was good. That was pretty scary to have the whole production basically riding on whether or not we made a mistake. Did you ever see, I think it was Annie, where they have Michael Motion and he's doing like a a torch juggling routine? Uh, He dropped at the very end. Oh, no, I didn't. I mean, for me as a juggler, I'm noticing, oh, he dropped. Yeah. But I'm sure they're going like, Ah, I'm sure he's like, oh, you know, there's so many things going on. I know. They're like, oh, but he's like, oh, no, but they're not going to go, let's stop because Michael had a drop there in the back. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was fun. Then you guys, so you guys did two spots. Yeah. So we were, uh, how, yeah. what was the time frame between the two appearances? Just a year, right? Just, yeah, a year, a little under a year. So you came back, back and did uh, seven back to back. Right, and then the shoulder balance where John's Oh, right. Was that the finale uh, then? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And with then, torches, did you do? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, did that with uh, with the polka dot joke, which is right. usually right. in a different part of the show. But we yeah, Let's uh, talk about the there. polka dot joke. That's one of your famous jokes. So, John, you always wear a polka dot shirt. Yeah, yeah. And at one point in the show, it's usually in the knife passing. Yeah, yeah. we're about to start passing the sickles around right. the person. Drop a knife. knife. Drop yeah. one. and Give us a little, little rendition. Of the show. <laughs> oh, here it is. Oh, John. <laughs> what? John. Oh. Come on. No, okay. You know what happens whenever you drop <sighs> a torch All right, or just a sickle. Get it over with. How many just times do, is this going to no, tell you? Just come, do you it. Need I to know. This hang is on so to those sickles. Stupid. And, and, then, then, and then dot comes out, dot comes out, oh, and then add a dot to his already polka dot shirt. It's, it's a classic joke. It's a, a fun one. Joke. It, yeah, it's yeah. so fun to save that one towards the end of the show because you know it's a big one. It, well, and everybody's yeah. looking at John's shirt the whole show, going, "That's an odd choice." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it and you got the polka dot be, socks. Right. So. It wouldn't right. be as funny if the shirt wasn't such a bad-looking shirt anyway right. that uh, yeah everybody at some point has asked themselves you know, hmm. why did why did he choose that shirt that's yeah so it's sort of this classic, almost a reveal classic passing joan joke though uh, oh, yeah thanks. yeah it's so you did twice like we did twice as well yeah and i thought both your spots went well yeah yeah why do you think i know why we never got a third spot why, why what think why do you think uh 
then you guys didn't continue just doing more spots. I think we would have, but he retired. Well, yeah, yeah, it was less than a year later that he was out the air, and yeah. we had been talking with them about doing a third, and it just came to a point where they said, "Yeah, we're we're full. We're, there's no yeah. more spots." For us, we we had a third meeting with Jim McCauley. Okay, we 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 put a set together. Yeah, we auditioned for him. He said, "I couldn't be happier. I'll have you guys on in six weeks." And, and that was the last. But somebody uh, further up, we think it was Freddie DeCorvita. Just said, no, nah, we gave him a couple shots. What? So there's someone, someone higher up just said, no, we gave huh. him a couple. That was enough. Really? Yeah. Because Jim McCauley, we were thought, we're on. Yeah. Here we go. We're on Perth. We thought we were going to keep going on. So yours, yours were in 84 and 86. Is that right? No, I think I said 84 recently on a Facebook post. And Barry corrected me that it was 86. I know it was 86. Because it was and maybe, during Maybe the... 86 and 88, maybe. That might have been it. Because the second one was during the IJA convention. I think it was the first one. I think 86. I think we were was it? in 86 watching you guys at the juggling festival. Going, there was one while we were on. The, yeah. That's when we passed around Carson. Yeah. yeah. I think that's it. Because we were at a convention when, we, that, when that came out. Because we actually flew. Because he actually said in the introduction. And then they're going to compete in the IGA convention right. coming up. And then. Uh, yeah, but we went in. That's fun timing. We, yeah. had a, we had a set that was. We had a special stunt that we created just for the Tonight Show. And uh, he said, I couldn't be happier. But then we heard, no, nope, somebody, somebody put the kibosh on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, That's devastating. We had a similar thing happen. You know, with, we had moved on. We, it was disappointing, but right. we were already doing the opening act stuff. All right, so it, you were fine. Yeah. And we, there was a lot of other TV at the time. We, had, we were doing a lot of TV. Yeah. But of course it was disappointing. We got a call from Letterman at one point, mm. and they said, yeah, you know, how about next Thursday? Wow. And yeah. we're like, yeah, that works. And they said, okay, we'll call you back. And then they called back and said, ah, it's not this week, but we'll uh. figure out a date next week. And this went on for a little while, and then they said, oh, we'll call you when there's an opening. And then a month later, we call back and say, hey, what's going on? Oh, he doesn't work here anymore. Uh. Yeah. Why, why don't you send us a video? Right, right, right. right. Uh, we're starting over. No. But we, one, we thought we were there. Yeah. But one show you guys did, which I was uh, quite a bit jealous, you did a command, what was it called? The Royal Variety Performance. Yeah. Right. How did they discover you for that, and how did that come about? That was, they, they saw us on a British That's right. television show that we uh, we had done the Was year it Paul before. Daniels, or did you do that? Or? No, we were on uh, the Brian Conley show. Mm-hmm. It's a, a okay. British comic who had his own variety show for right, a while. Right, right. And uh, the producers from the Royal Variety Show saw that and liked it and booked us basically straight from that. And saw us on that. So they and that was for Prince Charles and Lady mm-hmm. Diana? Yeah. Actually, it was, she Diana? wasn't there. Oh, she wasn't there? No, it was, was, it? It was after they were split. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 Right, right, so, right. So he, yeah. he was there and... Uh, Got to meet him afterwards. And... Yeah, that was really an interesting experience to be... Uh, the. The audience would sort of look to the box sure. and see, make sure he was laughing or make sure he was uh, enjoying things before they would. Interesting, right, right, before yeah. they would. Uh, yeah. Yeah, was, <laughs> so there's just this wow, odd there's really that royalty. Uh, oh, yeah. And they wow. they told us you have to bow toward the box before and after. Wow. And, yeah. and did you look at him while you were performing at all? Uh, a couple of times we sort yeah. of directed Cause something. Because we, we did there. that the show for the the president, and we were talking about it the other day. Uh-huh. And I did not look at the president until the very end. Until oh, we right. were all done. I did yeah. not want to go like. <laughs> we had we had one line that we did at the end that, oh, okay. that we didn't do in rehearsal oh, because okay. we knew if we did it in rehearsal they would they'd ask tell you us not would, to do it. Sure, yeah. Really, that's gutsy. Oh, what, so yeah, what was that? It was gutsy. It I'm was, not sure quite why. We, do you remember the line? What was the? Yeah, yeah we. 
It's like I something guess... about his giant ears or something? No. I, no. Am... I hope you could hear okay with those giant ears. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have said. Yeah. yeah. Where's your wife anyway? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, no. We, um, so we got should to come the... out to Dirty Diana, that song that Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Dirty Diana. <laughs> Yeah, we got to the end, and we just said it's been such an honor performing here for all of you, and particularly to be performing in front of His Royal Highness the Prince of Wellington. Uh, I see. John, that's uh, that's Wales. Uh, Okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You said, John, John, that's Beef Wellington, Uh, the Prince of Wales. (laughs) So, yeah, we we got the the whatever (laughs) line. So disrespectful. Oh, my God. And it got it got a very good laugh, yeah. and he laughed. He laughed. Right, 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 right. But we're we're sure That's that if we put that in rehearsal, they'd have said, "No, it's no, not no. happening, gentlemen. Don't yeah, do that. We don't do that here." So uh, yeah, we got away with that one. Well, that's. I mean, that was like I said. That was one I, I had to. I was kicking myself a little bit, like those guys. Uh, <laughs> really, oh, I was, we, had, we had worked and we had done so Jeremy Ben Beatles' box of tricks. We had done a show over there. And, I will, uh, and and you got to perform in front of the president, so we didn't get that one. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I still think that that you guys, as far as success, as far as your work in the corporate field, have surpassed what we've done by so so far. So, at what point did you guys start doing like corporate? You also did. There's one thing I got you guys did that I want to talk about. At a certain point, you guys did a halftime show on rollerblades. Oh my god! Like you were, uh-huh. you did NBA yeah. halftimes uh-huh. on rollerblades. That seemed like such a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> <Was> it, <how laughs> that at the time, of, right? Right? You did that for what a couple seasons? Yeah. Or? Yeah. We did. I would say we did about what was it? Three seasons of yeah. NBA halftime shows. Right. And. Uh, it was one of those markets that we were just never quite right for. It's a tough market. It is oh, a tough market. I think Josh Horton is now doing really well. I think well he is doing market. well. He does think, well. Yeah. And, you know, the David and Danya quick change. Sure. Does a and great the girl with job. the cups on the unicycle does very right. well. It has to be very fast, six very, minutes or so. Yeah. Very circusy. We did one. Kind of, did oh, you? How did we were, it go? We were the juggling Elvises. How oh was my. I thought that was a good idea. There you right. Go. Perfect. On, on rollerblades? No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> but to, to Elvis music, of course, and we yeah. juggled little guitars, and we had these scarves that doubled as bowl, you know, as, yeah. as uh, poi. And oh, we yeah. did one talk show, uh, Crook and Chase, were out in Miami. We did the whole, like, yeah. oh. Uh, it, uh, we paid yeah. for the suits, and I think we made a, a little dollars, and we quickly. It's over. Yeah, so well, it was hard. Over. We we did. I think the first year we did about twenty of them, and then the second year we did about twelve, and then the next year we did about eight. And right, we thought like, this, this is not is, going in the right not, direction. Not the trend we were looking and, for. And so finally, we decided one of the problems was we needed to be more visual, use more of the court. So rollerblades, rollerblades, yeah, and rollerblades had just sort of hit. But you ended up getting injured at a certain point. Did you sprain an ankle, or like you went up to do a dunk or something? Yeah, I, I broke my wrist. Broke, oh, your wrist. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the thing at the end of the thing at the end of our show. Is John would dribble a basketball up on the right side, and I'd come from the left. He'd put it up off the backboard. I'd grab it and dunk it on rollerblades. No, no, i just on. And, that, that got a better response yeah. than the juggler. <laughs> right, right, right. Even at, <laughs> even at, he can dunk. Yeah. Right. At six foot three, I still look really short on right. a basketball court so compared, to especially to those giants oh, exactly. out there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that would get a huge response. Like, how did that happen? Well, I've been playing basketball my whole life. Right, right, right. So, what what point did the, the corporate start? Is that something that you recognize as the market you wanted to get into, or just kind of started happening? A little of both. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it, it sort of happened as we get, again, performing just out there for anything. You get asked for, hey, we're having our company party, right, right. and would you do this? And then, 
oh, because we're having this party, you know, our theme is such and such. Can you work in the theme or teamwork or something? And, you know, suddenly yeah. you realize, wait, there's a demand out there for these corporations who want to be entertained, but also want to have a little bit of a message as well. Right. So if we customize to what they do or juggle their products and all of that, it's a great, great market. And especially as a two-person act, mm-hmm. teamwork idea. I mean, that's... They yeah. hire us, and, and the theme of our, their meeting was called The Power of Partnership. And yeah. you just go, well, like, there you go. You ever hit those ones where the, the theme is like, we juggle a lot of things? <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, all right, that's, <laughs> here's the jugglers. <laughs> exactly. yeah, here they come. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it just turned into a real natural tie-in, and we, we sort of knew from doing it that the money was good. Sure. It was really a, a nice way also, because both of us are married and having kids and all of that, and we we just didn't want to be working on a cruise it's ship for It's more of a one-nighter style. Do you guys yeah. ever do? Co- yeah. I don't think of you guys as a college act. Did you ever we, do like a college? We, sure, we you did. Did, did yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, early on. Yeah, we did a lot of colleges in the in the early days. But yeah, and we realized anything that involves a lot of touring and a lot of time away sure. was really really challenging with a especially family. on relationships. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. I think a lot of jugglers find that like they yeah. they they're gone. Like I was talking to a guy the other day. He goes, I have to leave for four months. Like my my summer season. Yeah. He goes because it's hard to tell somebody like we're having a relationship, but at a certain point. Yeah. I'm going to be gone for four months. Yeah. It's really, really hard No, for hard us to too, do. the schedule became more like you're gone for a few days, you're home. Right. Yep. Yeah. The one-nighters on the corporate circuit is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. How, about, how about one or two corporate shows that stand out as being especially, that you look at and go, yeah, for these jugglers out there who are trying to do the corporate market, these are the kinds you aspire to, like in Hawaii or yeah. any places you went. Like we went one time to Bali for okay. Monsanto. Yeah. Like they put us in like four days at the... Nice. Yeah. Of course, I got dysentery. Oh, well, it was, <laughs> was sick it's during totally the show. It. <laughs> well, it is but it could have been great. It could have been great. Yeah. Some yeah. of these resorts, yeah. I mean, the next thing you know, you're staying at the Four Seasons in uh, You ever do the Phoenician in Phoenix? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. A, nice that's one. a beautiful one. Love yeah. the Phoenician. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so you get treated great. You stay in a hotel that you couldn't afford on your own, right? And you get flown to a, a yeah. nice location. You're checking in, and they and they you're handing them the, your credit sure. card, and they go, "Oh no, everything's taken yeah. care of. We don't need that." Do you yeah. ever look at the price on the door? Like six hundred eighty dollars. Yeah, who's yeah. paying that? Exactly, <laughs> not yeah. me. We need to raise our fees. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, we could go through a lot of you. Do, you do a lot of corporates. In fact, you guys was it last year, or the year before? We're actually voted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right. That is very impressive. That's Thanks. Very cool. Thank it you. was really a big honor. And, and especially, they, they take their speaking very seriously. Right. No, no, and for sure. Qualifications to, to do that and everything. And, and it's a, we had been going to the National Speakers Association conventions right. for many years mm-hmm. and had performed a number of times on stage for that which is always really sure because you're, you're actually performing for meeting planners exactly yeah, and, that, right. that can't suck that's no, gotta be pretty good right. yeah. especially if you kill it you're like exactly. we killed it and then right. you're gonna and you're gonna other speakers other speakers too because then your reputation right. gets out there yeah. as, mm-hmm. as if they if everybody loves what you do they start talking about sure it. or who'd you work with oh we, we worked with the passing zone and right. they, they yeah. killed it and right so that's yeah. helped a lot in fact that was one of the corporate gigs that went i mean it was the first time we performed for that group right. it was just perfect it was just the biggest home run yeah we were on multiple times over multiple days and every time we came back out right you know they would give us a standing ovation before we started <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, it was so yeah. it's so nice to kill when you know there's residual business sometimes yeah. you do a show you go okay right. this show's only going to exist in this certain time right 
and nothing's going to come of it. Yeah. But yeah. when you do a show where you're like, when they have like maybe a customer appreciation where they have all their customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're yeah. like, wow. Yeah. This, this could go viral. Yeah. 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 Everyone in the audience works for a different company. Yeah. Those are. So really what cool. advice generally, like for people getting into the corporate, it's, it's changed a lot over the years. It's much tougher. It yeah. is. I think there's fewer jobs just to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys have kind of branched out and doing more performing arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do a fair amount of theaters around the country, public stuff. We realized we were doing a few too many just private right. corporate things. And we have fans or people who want to see us. And they're like, "Where? when are you performing somewhere where I can come? We're like, uh, never. Yeah, you, right. you know, <laughs> exactly. People want to know when the Passing Zone are coming to their town and when they can see you guys. Do you list your, your public events on your website? Yep. We do. Yeah, yep, that's And that's PassingZone.com. It is. Yeah. And also you have a video of your show, which is yeah. called When Gravity Attacks? Is that uh, like That was right? the first, oh, the, okay. the last version. Oh, this is You Guys Saved the World. No, yes. The Passing it's, Zone it's, Saves the World. Right. right. And yeah. you were talking about the story that Pluto has been downgraded as a planet. <laughs> it's a yeah. terrible thing. Yeah. Coming it's going to come to destroy the Earth. Right. In the meantime... Let's yeah. have some fun. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe somehow, there's something, a couple of guys who know something about gravity and how things I work. I got you. Maybe we can help. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And, and by the end of the evening, wouldn't you know it, we, yeah. we saved the world. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But if people want to go and they want to buy the DVD, it's available on. But even better would be to check your schedule and actually see the passage. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Come but you can see routines line. like the Chainsaw Ballet. Let's talk a little about a couple, before we get to the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's talk about it. We only, we know, we're, we're getting there. Let's talk about a couple of classic passing zone routines and how they developed. So, of course, the first one that really... Right. But when that Chainsaw Ballet came out, I'm like, okay, that's that's a totally different deal. <laughs> what, yeah. So, what, how'd that develop? Well, as as jugglers, everybody, your audience is calling chainsaw. out... Juggle chainsaw. So, you go, right. no, we don't do that. We, okay, yeah. if we're going to do it. For let's a think while, of something yeah, we resisted right. it for a while, but then, uh, yeah, if, if we do want to be regarded as... As sure, the best jugglers out there, you have to do chainsaws, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, we we just were like, how do we do it that's different? On how and and I don't know exactly really where the idea Who said came chainsaw from. Chainsaw ballet. Well, <laughs> somewhere it was the the music and the right. Right, right. That, that sort idea. of came to our mind. Went, yeah, oh my gosh, that's pretty funny. That would be great. So the, it was almost that that music and the revving of the chainsaws. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I can kind of see that as sort of being the, the the genesis of like that. We need to. What are we going to do yeah. with it? Yeah. Well, in the juxtaposition of the right. roaring chainsaws and the just very comedy that makes sense. You yes. have the, the two things colliding. And Correct. It's, comedically, it, it makes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You brought in uh, John Held. Did he yeah. help you choreograph yeah. it? Right. John Held choreographed that. Yeah, we knew he would be a great. Sure. Sure. But he knows juggling and he knows and dance. He's, and he's funny. Yeah. Right. You know. And he's John Held. Right. <laughs> and we get to pay to hang out with him. Another shout out to John Held. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we worked with him for, well, a couple of times. Yeah. A handful of days here and then uh, right. like a month later. So what was that later. first performance of the Chainsaw Ballet like? Did you go, we got oh. a winner here? Uh, or was it a little bit rough? It was terrifying. <laughs> was it terrifying? And, and we didn't edit the music, so it was like seven minutes Oh, long, my God. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it was a whole shorter, piece. Yeah. Shorter and shorter. Yeah. yeah. Which is good, because sometimes the magic's in the eraser, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. That's a long, that's a famous showbiz phrase. Yeah. yeah. The magic's in the eraser. Uh-huh. Yeah, every time we shorten something, it never goes back. Right. You know, it, right, it, it, right. It's punchier better. is better. Yeah, yeah. shorter yeah. is better. That's the problem with a lot of people I see, is that when people juggle, it's like, watch everything I ever thought of with this prop. You know, you know like, let's cut it. Let's cut to the chase, okay? Yeah, yeah. try everything, find out what's what works, working, yeah. and then cut out the stuff that isn't. And what, what are the problems of traveling with a chainsaw nowadays? Is, it, is do they let you? 
if there's gas fumes, did you ever have a problem where you would be called like uh, whoever owns these chainsaws? I mean, right. did you ever have any issues with them? We've oh had some yeah, issues. yes, yeah. we have. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we used to travel. This was actually before nine eleven and before Value Jet went down. We used to travel with them. We empty the saws of all the fuel, and I think other. If you were juggling chainsaws, then you were traveling with. Sure, them. of course. But now you have to FedEx them, and you got to label them, and you got to. You can't even bring them on the plane. No, them. no. And, and and apparently at that time you couldn't either. It's just that right. it wasn't quite as right, right, publicized yeah. or obvious. Right. Or, yeah, you know. some of the rules were probably rules, but they didn't actually. Right. You could be able to get on the plane without an ID. You well, just get sure. on and. Yeah. Well, like people used to be. Give able... me some of your ticket. <laughs> I'm not going here to give your friend your ticket, and <laughs> yeah. and they would say, "Oh, you know, what are you, are you guys jugglers? Yeah. Oh, you have chainsaws in there. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, we we were never right, trying right, to hide right. it." Right. Right. Like okay, whatever. And yeah. People ask that a lot. Like, do you have problems? Like, people when people look at my bag of stuff, unless they're pretty dumb, they have to go like, oh, this guy must be some sort of entertainer. <laughs> look, he's got garden weasels <laughs> right. and right. Uh, toy dog. You know. But they'll say you're a magician. They won't say you're a juggler. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, you, have you, you have that a lot? Like this guy. Like show? we got who? I had a guy the other day. He's like, this uh, father daughter dances. He comes out. Who likes magic? Exactly. Like, no. Yeah, no. Then he goes, oh, wait, oh, no, no. Hang Who on. likes juggling? Oh. He, he caught himself. Right. But I'm like, oh, not the magic Perfect. thing. Yeah. Yeah, so those are, those are a bit of a pain to travel with. And right. We've got to get gas everywhere we go. And you have to wear the tights under the costume. Yeah. The whole. Yeah. yeah. That's the worst part, really, yeah. of the whole thing. I mean, for forever and ever, we've been wearing tights under, under the clothes. Oh. Which also means you got the whole shoulder straps and everything, and you you can't use the bathroom right before you go right, stage. Right. I imagine there's a dance belt involved or some yeah, sort of, yeah. some sort of a, yeah. evil undergarment. <laughs> look, look that one up on Google. Yeah, dance, it's a, yeah. dance belt. Yeah. It holds everything in place uh-huh. in, the, in, a, in yeah. a very tight, constricting right. fashion. Yeah, so... Uh, so I like the guy you added the gag with the, the changing and the, the phony arm comes over. And yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a lot one of, of mileage out of it. problems that needed to be solved. We're like, how do we change right. clothes and keep it entertaining? And Sometimes that's what happens. A problem sure. comes up. Yeah. Like sometimes you forget a prop, and by having to replace it, you go, "Oh, that was so much better." Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff that happens is Problem an solving. accident, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now we get to like probably the biggest juggling routine ever performed: people juggling. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, no, I think that was my idea. Because <laughs> I, I was talking to Owen was. once in the airport about okay. people juggling, <laughs> but my idea was more like. It would, I don't think it was real people. It was more like like uh, like mannequins with some kind of handle in the back, and I was going to manipulate them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I remember I thought to talk to Owen like I'm going to juggle. So so I basically okay, okay. That's right. pretty close. Yeah, okay. that thank you, close. thank yeah, you for no that. Because yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. So so what? Uh, what was it? The swinging of the of that guy who did the exactly in '88, I think it was George Mueller. Mueller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did like a like a chimes that were hung right. from the ceiling. Yeah. And that was one of those things where we had had lots of different ideas about how we could juggle people. We, we realized, okay, that, that would be a cool thing to right. juggle three people from the audience. But then, is it bungee cords? Are you rolling them on ramps? What, uh, you know, what's right. it going to be? So we had this idea of swinging in a juggling cascade kind of pattern. But then we just we sort of thought, well, it's not going to be entertaining enough. Right. You know, it, it won't seem like juggling. Right. We're not yeah. throwing and catching. Yeah. And so when we saw his act there, it was one of those revelations where we, we could went, do actually variations. Yeah, we yeah. went. That actually is really entertaining. It was, and it really does seem like juggling. And and so 
yeah, it wasn't so much that we, it was, it was an idea that we already had, but we knew from all the jugglers seeing him and liking him that it would look similar. Right. So we did approach him and said, hey, after seeing your thing, it really validated this idea we had. And is that cool with you if we do it? And he was like, absolutely. It sounds great. Cool. So, yeah. That's the way it should be. I think so, right? Yeah. yeah. As long as you, take, you can go like, I have this totally different kind of thing. Right. But I want to approach you just to let you know that you, you inspired me. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I want to give you like the, the, the heads up. Like, these, sure. Yeah. It uses important. what you're doing as... In a as, different way. A you could have just way. done it and obviously of you course. never have seen this guy again. But that right. was a very pro thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he really appreciated that. And we've, we've tried to approach things like that to I do you as feel well. like you're getting yeah. close to what someone else does. It's like... Yeah, so we so we we've suddenly realized okay, this swinging people sure. around thing actually works. Yeah, but yeah, it was a process. Did you bring anybody like a, in to help you with the whole construction of it? How did you actually figure out how to develop that rig? Yeah, well, that we got Steve Keeler. Um, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay, a magician prop builder okay. in Orange County, uh, Illusionary did. Creations. Um, and so yeah, we had we kind of said this is what we need. We need something that's going to support three full grown adults. Gotcha. And it's got to be this high, and yeah. yeah. So, so ballpark. What do you think you guys invested into creating something like? Is that a ten thousand dollar trick? Is it a probably fifteen or twenty? I twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I'd yeah, yeah, say yeah. twenty. Easy. But when you guys present it, you, do you get an additional charge? Is there something right. you yeah. you say? Look, to bring this out, we need yeah. to get this extra because it's so much more effort for right. us. It's, it's got to be shipped out or shipped out. Expenses. Well, and we've streamed. Luckily, we've streamlined it. So now all we have is a swivel that we attach to, you know, trussing. Gotcha. And so we just say, okay, trim this truss at a certain height, and we'll show up with our. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the rigging is kind of their problem now. Gotcha. Right. So we don't do as much of that, but there is still a lot more props oh, yeah. and a lot more rehearsal and a lot riding on it we we also travel with a third guy with josh, mm-hmm. josh casey, casey. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he good guy yeah because we shout need, out to josh casey there hey, you go <laughs> josh casey's awesome yeah, so uh, good guy. yeah so he uh then is the guy that gets everyone suited up backstage because gotcha. we have to make sure people are safe that yeah. it's all put together right and that has to happen while we're performing mm-hmm. so uh we really needed somebody else who can make that sure. happen. sure that's a good thing also it's once again more professional you have yeah, a third sure. guy. Right. You can help set up your props, right. help tear it down. Yeah. yeah. One thing I always hated was that idea of like you do your show, you're this big rock star. It's like, okay, we got to put our toys away now. I know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. should be schmoozing at that point. Yeah. It that's... is really nice to be able to, yeah, after the show, just go shake people's hands, talk to people, right. and actually know that the show is getting packed up. That's nice. <laughs> that's, that's a huge. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's, it's nice to reach that passing zone level where you can afford to actually bring a third person. Well, right. And it looks more professional because yeah. yeah. now we're doing the kind of events where people are almost surprised that we don't have somebody. You right. Know? And, and right now we only travel with Josh when we're doing that piece or when we're doing our theater shows also because mm-hmm. there's a lot more involved sure. there. But um, but yeah, sometimes we get the feeling that it's a little strange that we show up and it's just us. Right, you know, right, that, right. That there isn't yeah, somebody crew, back there. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Where's your lighting and sound guy? And, yeah, right. who calls the cues right. and all of that. And yeah, Especially yeah. as you get higher in money, they're like, well, we're expecting sure. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys show up, you got your, you know, you come down, you're looking good, you got the suits, you're... 
yeah, professional, you, presenting yourself as sure. a as a high caliber act. Yeah, even that's important. You know, before the show and after the show. I, I just talked to somebody who saw a speaker, a great speaker, who did an amazing job standing ovation, and then they went and got in line for the book signing afterwards. Right, and they said his personality completely changed and just oh, like it went kind of a totally flat. Right, 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 and just seemed uninterested and unenthused, wow. and she's like, it it just ruined everything. Really, it seemed phony then. Like, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she said it was like he, we were seeing an actor on stage, I guess, or something. And you realize you're, you're on stage even when you're not on stage. Especially like cruise ships or these corporate events. Exactly. A lot of times they go, hey, you guys, you want to come out and drink? You ever like socialize with the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they like that. Yeah. You got, but I don't you drink that. Like, you you yeah. got to rein that in. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure you oh, care. we got a really early flight tomorrow. Right. Let's leave the let's leave this image of us as these guys who are <laughs> yeah, not, on stage and professional, not the guys who are drunk you with you in the... Yeah, you don't want the client to have to carry you back to your <laughs> no, room. No. That's, no. that's a bad way to end. Again. That's a bad way to end. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, kind of, we're kind of caught up a bit. Where's the future of the of the passing zone going? What do you guys see that's still left? I mean, you guys have done so much. Are there, is there still things that excite you about where you can go from here? Yeah. Uh, it, it would be great to get back on The Tonight Show. Yeah, be I, tough. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. working on that right now. We were talking about the fact that these shows are so host-driven. And so How do you make the host look like the star? Exactly. So we're trying to get a, a piece to do with Jimmy Fallon. And in fact, even the timing that we actually just sent them a video today. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's moving forward at the moment, but who knows. That, Maybe uh, people who listen to this can call in. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see yeah. the Sassy Zone on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, there you go. call in. I mean, there's so many shows out now, but not a single one of them would I say seems to have any interest in booking variety? No, Correct. not really. I mean, yeah. outside of America's Got Talent, yeah, right. and uh, maybe Ellen, maybe, but it's always like kind of more low. That's not the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, you just you'd think that there would be more opportunities out there, and and right. I think there probably are. It just takes. We've often thought it. It requires the right person to see you live because it's almost right. like it needs to be their idea. Yeah. yeah. If you approach them and say, "Hey, we're a juggling act," they're right away going to go, "Nah, we're not that interested. We don't, we don't use juggling acts." Exactly. But if they happen to see you and it's their job to book something on the show, they're going to go, "Oh my gosh, these guys were great." Right. Yeah. You know, I know we don't usually have jugglers, but let's book them. You know, yeah. and and you but, go, "Wow, yeah, that would be great." Did <laughs> you guys watch the show and kind of see what angle? I mean, did they ever do anything where you're like, "Oh, we could be part of"? Yeah, this. I mean, and that's that's been part of like like doing Research. You know, stupid human tricks or something on mm -hmm. Letterman or you know yeah. it, it is always important to try to look for where those where opportunities do you fit? Exactly. are. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, ultimately the the dream still is to get on as a comedy act right, instead right. of a stand up or right. instead of a musical act or something. Get be introduced, go out and do your thing, and and walk off. But I I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. I, it'd, be, but, it'd be a big coup because it would be. It's, yeah. it's, I think like I was talking to John, you have to figure out what's in it for the host. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? And I'm saying you want to do the leapfrog, he's, he's lying on the floor, you're jumping over him. And sure, you can make yeah. it funny, but it's basically you guys are the stars. Yeah. And he's, unless it's like he's risking his life for to sure. bring his the yeah. audience his best... I'm gonna. That's the, the gap. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to risk my life to show you how much I yeah, do that. Yeah. Let's bring out... The yeah. passing zone. Yeah, you right. want it to be about what he's doing exactly. and not just about yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And you can't um, make him look foolish or no, stupid. No, no, no. You've got to glorify you know, yeah. His, yeah. his involvement. Yeah, like for us, we did the, the two spots. Then we got on with, with Leno. And this is probably the most nervous I've ever been because all we had to do was come out and pass torches around him 
Well, he's doing this gag about high-definition TV. Oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Man, I was back because I thought they could get any jugglers to do this. Just to cut, and I, if I gag this, right. that's so simple, I'll really feel stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot so of this pressure. This is the first time I actually felt. People say, like, your heart's beating out of your chest. Yeah. I was actually backstage thinking, this, this is what is they it. talk about. Isn't that a horrible feeling? Oh, it's, then, it's pretty hard because you know there's no stopping and it. And then you have to juggle. <laughs> yeah. Then you do it. You're like, yeah. you, do, you do it okay. You're like, because oh. yeah. you know with torches I'm always thinking like that first throw can kind of hang up yeah yeah. and you get that big like first throw uh, <laughs> well, uh, well good luck on that I, I wish you guys well if I can help in any way I, I don't know advise or something it'd be a yeah you. thanks we're you know and as far as our future I mean we we still are creating new stuff we've cool. got a new knife throwing piece that, that we've been working yeah really we're around on the swinging board and that's so good to see like I say that's fun. the thing I really regret is that as the, as the Raspini Brothers we didn't keep developing yeah because you know, after 30 years you have so much backstory and so much experience oh, yeah. You, yeah you bring a lot to it yeah it's really sure. part of the fun too i mean there there are days where you've got deadlines you're performing a new piece and you're terrified about it and you think why are we doing this to ourselves right uh but really that's that's the fun the creative part is a blast and then finally you get to do this thing out on stage that came from nothing you know right. it didn't exist before yeah. and now it exists and people are laughing at it and that's just so satisfying and so much fun well, I have to say I'm glad the passing zone exists. Even though probably the Raspini Brothers in our lives might have been greatly enhanced by you guys not being on the scene at all. We, 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 Who knows if you guys didn't exist at all? I we know. would have owned it all. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> it's the world. It would have been all ours. It would have been us versus Team yeah, Rootberry. You know what? The, the pie is big enough. <laughs> it's fine. It was great. Yeah. It's really, I, you know, I think we've had a really nice friendship all these years. And it's been really... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, fun yeah. hanging out with you guys. And you absolutely. guys really have inspired us. I mean, yeah, yeah you guys are v- from very early on doing doing the kinds of things we wanted to do. You guys are funny, good jugglers. Like that's that's the kind of stuff we want to be doing. And super nice people. Right. Yeah, one but of not you, as nice. No, one of you is really <laughs> as nice. <Owen> <laughs> yeah. Very, I don't know. You just don't know him as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, thanks guys so much. That was really fun. I'm sure people listening will, will get a good big kick out of all the different uh levels of the passing zone story well, and thanks again for being on the drop everything podcast once again big thanks to john Wee and owen morris the passing zone thanks, thanks. guys thanks for having us i hope you enjoyed drop everything podcast number 22 recorded live at john Wee's house in hermosa beach i will not give out his address for legal reasons but it's lovely wonderful place if you know john hopefully he'll invite you And you can sit down, have a wonderful chat like I did with John Wee and Owen Morse of The Passing Zone. We'd like to thank our sponsors. First, the International Jugglers Association. Information about the International Jugglers Association can be found at juggle.org. Braindrizzles.com. That's my personal coaching and writing website. So advice for your career, your act, and so much more can be found at braindrizzles.com. Thanks to Karen Holzman, our engineer. And also exciting news, we're now on iTunes. So please stop by, subscribe, leave one of those five-star reviews. I think it's five stars out of ten, so five stars is not so much to ask for. And of course, drop everything except when you're juggling.